0: Hey, everybody. Welcome. My name is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. So glad to have you with us today as we continue our ongoing midweek teaching series called Reflections on Spiritual Formation. All year, starting from this past January up through uh, June, we've been talking every single week about a different component or aspect of spiritual formation, one of my favorite topics Uh, For the last couple weeks, we were talking about contentment, and then uh, last week we talked about uh, moving from a culture where everything revolves around me to Christ enthroned and joining the throng of people worshiping him. Today, we're going to talk about becoming a non-anxious presence. Think about that phrase for a second. What do you think about when you see those words? To be a non-anxious presence in so many ways, this is what the world needs. This is what our families need. This is what our institutions need, our churches need, our schools need, our businesses, whatever social setting that we work in or live in. This is what we need so often is for people who are non-anxious presence bringers where they can be fully present as themselves and they can also usher in and bring the presence of Christ into a given situation. This phrase, non-anxious presence, it comes from a rabbi, Edwin Friedman, who lived from 1932 to 1996 and wrote several very influential books. Uh, rabbi Edwin Friedman was uh, a rabbi in a Jewish synagogue, a number of uh, different synagogues. He was also a psychologist and a counselor. And uh, two incredibly influential books that he wrote uh, were Generation to Generation, a book that has had a major influence on my life uh, and ministry and the way I think about ministry and relationships. And he also wrote uh, a groundbreaking book called A Failure to Nerve. Uh, Both of these books have been republished a number of times. But in these books, he coined this phrase, non-anxious presence. His, his point, and there's a lot to unpack with it, and we only have a few minutes today, so just one thing I'll highlight from it is his point was we live in a world that's filled with anxiety. Almost everyone we meet, uh, whether we're walking down the sidewalk in in town or we're at the shopping mall or grocery store or interacting with people, and th- he wrote these before social media was, was a, invented, but the people we interact with on social media... Um, You know, the people we're talking to, texting, emailing, almost everybody we're meeting is filled with anxiety, filled with fear, filled with dread of the future. And so the great gift that we can bring to relationships, the great need that that society has is people who can be non-anxious in the midst of an anxiety-inducing situation. And in all of human history, I I would say that there is absolutely no one who even comes close to being better than this, than Jesus. Think about all of the incredibly anxiety-inducing situations he lived in that we can read about in the Gospels. And yet, never do we see him being anxious. He was a non-anxious presence. He was the non-anxious presence of, of God. And in every situation he walked in, because he was fully himself and he was able to be in the situation without anxiety, instead of the anxiety of others coming upon him and changing the way that he lived or acted, it was the exact opposite. He would step into an anxious situation and the peace of Christ That Paul describes in Colossians, the peace of Christ, which transcends understanding. The peace of Jesus would then flow and touch other people so that they then would also become non anxious persons in the midst of anxious situations. And ultimately, what happens is when you have a a society of people or a group of people who learn to be non anxious, then the actual culture changes and the situation uh, moves from being anxiety filled to non-anxious. This is so key for us to learn. This is so important for us to learn. I wanted to look at a situation that is just when I think about the details of it uh, in the life of Jesus, I can't imagine how anxiety-filled this would make me or the people I know if we were in this situation, it's recorded in both Mark 9 and Matthew 17. I, I wanted to pull from Mark 9 because it includes a few more details. This is right after Jesus. And Peter and James and John come down from the Mount of Transfiguration. So they've just had this literal mountaintop experience where Jesus has has been uh, speaking with Moses and uh, Elijah. And the disciples don't know what to do with it. And they're freaking out. And Jesus tells them, you can't tell anyone about this experience until after I enter into my glory. And then they come down from the mountain, having just met with Moses and Elijah. They come down from the mountain. And this is the circumstance. Now think about all the details, all all the things happening in this that would induce anxiety if you were there um, in your life. So it says in verse 14 of Mark 9, when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd. So some of us get anxious in crowds, right? So right there, there's a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. Some of us get anxious around authority figures. There's the, the teachers of the law and a large crowd of people. Some of us get anxious when there's arguing and there's arguing. So you've got a crowd, you've got these expert people, the teachers of the law, and you have an argument going on already. Many of us are extremely anxious. Verse 15, as soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. All right, two more incredibly anxiety-inducing elements to add to the story. We have the crowd, we have the experts, we have the argument, and now we have a person who's brought a demon-possessed son um, who, and this, this son has been robbed of speech. And so there's a disability uh, present. There's a person with a disability and there's demonic possession. Okay. There's a lot to be anxious about in this situation. The father says in verse 18, whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes it at the teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they couldn't. All right. Now, even more anxiety-inducing situations. Can you imagine being in the presence of this chaos, this crowd, all of these things happening, and this, this manifestation of this demonic spirit with this kid? With, he's gnashing his teeth. He's foaming at the mouth. He's rigid on the ground, shaking, and they're trying to cast out this demon, but they're unable to. I don't know what you would be experiencing, but I am sure I would be experiencing all sorts of anxiety. Verse 19, Jesus, now let's watch his response in 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 light of of today's topic jesus as the ultimate non-anxious presence now how does jesus respond to all of these anxiety inducing uh, situations verse 19 you unbelieving generation jesus said how long shall i stay with you how long shall i put up with you bring the boy to me so they brought him when the spirit saw jesus it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion He fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. Can you imagine? Can you imagine watching this? I would be terrified. But how does Jesus respond? Verse 21, Jesus asked the boy's father, (laughs) how long has he been like this? So there's no hysterics. There's no fireworks. It's just calm. It's just Jesus in total calm, non-anxious, just present with those around him and present with the father. So Jesus Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. "It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. One of the great responses, one of the great human honest responses to Jesus in the Gospels. after Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. I listed a number of the anxiety-inducing components to this story already, but let's just look at a list of them when we're thinking through everything that just happened and Jesus' response to it. So here are some potentially anxiety-inducing components to this situation. There's a crowd. There's confusion. There's confusion there's failure, there's unresolved questions, there's demon possession, there's fear, there's probably weariness and hunger, there's a a hysteric, out-of-control child, a desperate father. I'm sure we could list more. If we're being honest, I think each of us is going to experience some significant anxiety in this situation. And yet, that's not what we see from Jesus we see Jesus as the perfect and total non-anxious presence in the midst of the chaos. Whether Jesus is calming the literal storm in the sea, or he's uh, interacting with broken humans in the midst of fear and crowd, Jesus is always non-anxious. And that's exactly what he invites you and me into. Look at his response to all the chaos. He just simply asked, asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? And when the spirit is shrieking and convulsing and violently coming out, and he looks like he's dead, Jesus simply takes him by the hand and lifts him up. As you think about this story and you think about this phrase, a non anxious presence, when I want to invite you to ask these questions, have you experienced the non anxious presence of Jesus in your life? Are you able to be a non anxious presence in the midst of an anxious situation? How might Jesus be inviting you to grow in this important skill during this season of your life? If we can learn to be non-anxious presence bringers in a situation, um, we become a, a channel for the spirit of God to flow in any given situation. So whether this is in parenting or in a classroom or at work or at church or wherever, my invitation to you today is to join Jesus in his posture and when you experience anxiety, it's natural to fear, feel anxious and fearful. But in Christ, you've been given the gift of the peace of Christ, which transcends all of those circumstantial things. And so we as the people of God are every day invited to be non-anxious presence bringers in the world around us. And this is a great gift. It's a gift of Christ to us, and it's a gift of Christ that hopefully and God willing flows through us. those around us. So may you, my friend, my brother, my sister, be a non-anxious presence in your life and in your world and in your culture. Go with God. Have a great day.